and welcome to Race to Your Career. In this episode, we'll be speaking about training and development and focusing in on the early careers programs on offer. Okay, so Ellie and Molly, if you can start off by explaining your current roles for me. Molly? So I'm currently employed by the National Stud. My role here is nominations assistant and client communications. So the role of nominations involves basically selling our stallions. Um, So a big, um, I suppose, task of that is marketing the stallions to all the potential breeders. Um, and obviously they're dotted all around the country so um, it's really getting our stallions out there and then client communications is dealing with all of the clients of the stud so anyone who comes and boards their horses here whether it's spellers and mares in for foaling or covering just updating them on how their horses are doing throughout the season. With marketing the studs what are you what's the main selling points that people are looking for? So the ultimate, a lot of breeders have different goals. So people are either breeding to sell. So at the sales in, let's say, October or December, um, or else they're breeding to race. So each stallion offers, I suppose, a different product um, of the horse. So if you want like a quicker kind of horse, maybe to run over sprint races, you look at one of our horses um Raja Singh or if you want kind of a more longer distance tough tenacious racehorse you might go for our new recruit um Stradivarius so it's just trying to tailor each of our stallions unique also selling point um and getting that out to potential clients and would you say one of the kind of most important skills that you have to have is that communication yeah, communication is a big thing and just being open and transparent. So that's a huge skill I suppose I've developed since I, I've i come off the um, development programme. So that was a yeah, huge development skill that I, um, I've learned through and I'm still developing through the course of my, um, my career here. Fantastic. Thank you, Molly. And Ellie, tell us about your role. Hi, so I'm um, currently communications manager at Roger Varian's. Um, been there since September, so still fairly new into the role, but... Um, Basically, it, it, I sort of act as a, a go-between between, between Roger and um, the owner, so relaying communications from Roger, updates, etc. Um, so there's a lot of sort of filming and editing videos of the horses, just so people can see how they're progressing physically. Um, I also manage the content on the website. So, uh, say for example, if we have a winner on the racetrack, I'll write a news story for that. So just making sure, um, you know, there's a constant feed of, of updated and new information on there for people to see. Um, and also keeping the social media up to date as well. So um, I'd sort of say those are the, the main parts of my role. And then obviously in the yard, if ever we have owners come and see their horses, um, you know, I'll sort of host them in the yard as well. Um, so yeah, again, it's a really varied role, um, very communications based, obviously. Um, but yeah, really enjoying it so far. It is very varied, like you mentioned there. Yeah. What's your favourite element of what you do? Um, I think I really love meeting the owners. I think that's something that's been new to me in this role. Um, before I joined Rogers, I was I was at Darley, um, which is another stud, um, working in marketing there. So I've sort of always had that communications background, but. Um, this element of sort of meeting the owners um, is is new to me in this role and that's something I'm really enjoying definitely. So as you mentioned earlier Molly you both completed the British Horse Racing Development Programme but you've both ended up with very different roles. Talk to me about 
doing an early careers program what made you want to do that step molly so coming from a predominantly stud based background i wanted to kind of delve deeper into the industry um we're so lucky that it's such a broad industry i thought this was the perfect opportunity just because there was so many options for the placements but the one that stood out to me was a national stud one so yeah i applied around this time last year actually I remember um, filling out my on my forms and applications and reading my CV while on full watch so um, yeah it was it was a great um, it was a great process and everything and just getting it all up to date and the questions that they asked you like what what do you want to do in this industry like how do you think you could benefit from it really I suppose took you back and made you realize okay this is actually what I want to do in my career in the industry so um yeah it was a great opportunity I'd recommend it to anyone how you said there about the application process and having to think about what it would do for you sounds like quite a cathartic experience was it or was it quite stressful um it was it was quite stressful because well I suppose when you're faced with that question you kind of panic and you're kind of like oh god I don't I don't know what to do um because it's so broad um but at the end of the day I always knew it was kind of along the stud side of things I wanted to stay in just I suppose broaden my um experience in it so anything to do within the office because I was mainly out on the yard so and that's it did exactly what I wanted it to do so with it being stressful was there support on offer yeah there was like there was great support on offer the website was very um clear on all the frequently asked questions and then when it came on further to like the interview process everyone there was really helpful and they answered all the questions because obviously I was coming from abroad so if there were any issues there but it was all um handled really really well um so yeah no it was it was a very easy but I suppose I probably just made a stressful process <laughs> probably put a bit of a uh, pressure on yourself yeah exactly yeah like. yeah um, Ellie, tell us about your experience. How did you find out about the development programme? Um, so I think I actually just saw it advertised online and on social media. Um, I suppose I'm slightly different to you in that you were already sort of working in the industry. I think I'd, I'd grown up riding and I grew up with horses, so I had that love there. Um, had an interest in racing, but actually at the time I, I, I'd been to uni, I'd done a degree in psychology, um, and to be honest, I'd sort of fallen into working in marketing because I wasn't really too sure what I wanted to do. So I think while I was I was in that role in marketing, I, I saw this grad programme, development programme, sorry, advertised. Um, and obviously I'd always had this interest in, in horses and racing and I thought, oh, that's, you know, really interesting. So for me, um, it was a great sort of bridge into the industry. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd sort of done a little bit of stud work in summer holidays, but but nothing um, you know, significant. So, it it was a great sort of stepping stone in the into the industry from for me having done a degree outside of it, and then yeah, just just applied, went through the application process. Um, it was one of those that the more I learned about it, the more interested I got because I think I'd never really until that point considered a career in racing. I don't think I knew sort of the depth and the breadth of, of careers available, and I think even just looking through the the placement list on on the course was a really good indicator of the the depth of careers available so you know to have gone from that point and and now I'm sort of working in marketing and communications in the industry um which I love so um yeah for me it was it was a great sort of stepping stone into the industry from from having not been too sure what I wanted to do before are there different levels because you mentioned you've got your degree that you'd previously acquired what if people didn't have a degree can they still do it 
Yeah, definitely. I think that's, you know, it's it's a development programme. So um, a lot of people on, on my course did have a degree. Um, not all of them did. Some of them were sort of more mature people that had um, perhaps already worked in the industry and they wanted to step into a different area. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know about the people on your course, but it was definitely very varied on mine. Yeah, no, mine was very um, diverse. We had a lot of people who were just involved with sports, who had a love of sports and wanted, I suppose, to gain knowledge on the thoroughbred industry and the racing industry as a, as a sport. We um more uh, mature students as well who, I think, like Balupe, he had a much fonder um, interest environmental side of things and like the sustainability of horse racing, which was fascinating to hear his insights on it because I suppose when you've been involved for something so long you're kind of almost blindsided to these things so it's great to hear other people's opinions and that was the same with everyone else in the course we all came from such different backgrounds and it was really interesting I like you learned probably just as much from the course curriculum than you did off your fellow um, peers so that was really eye-opening. Well that's really good to be surrounded by different people Um, You mentioned Ellie having a background in horse riding. Molly, off camera, you also said that you did. Were there people who didn't? Um, Yeah, definitely in my um, class there was, there was a lot of people, again, just interested in sport as a whole. I came from kind of football colleges. Others had um, keen interest in journalism and sports journalism, so wanted to broaden their interest in racing. We had other people who like like to present, who had done a few presenting programmes. We had a, um, a daughter of um, a horse uh, horse trainer. So, um, yeah, it was varied. It was great, though. So, Ellie, let's break down the kind of application process in more detail, because we have touched on it, the interview and things. So what do you actually need to do once you see the ad on social media, online, wherever, and you think, oh, yeah, I want to do that? Um, so when I did it, I applied through Careers in Racing, which is where I saw it advertised. Um, through that, you had to answer a number of questions, um, which was sort of the, the assessment form, um, and also attach a CV. So that was sort of the first stage of application. After that, I was lucky enough to be invited to the assessment centre, which was down in London. Um, and I think they ran a few assessment centres, so there was a group of about 15, 20 of us on, on mine. Um, and yeah, it was sort of half a day. Um, you did various sort of group-based tasks, Um, you had an interview as well, so it was quite a varied day. But yeah, again, like you said, I think you were well supported through the whole process. Um, I think, you know, it it gave everyone a chance to show their their strengths, you know, I would say it's a very thorough application process. And then you have your interview, then you get a phone call or email? Yeah, 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 exactly. And then what happens? Um, So then, I can't remember how long there was in between between the interview and starting the course, but... um, yeah, I got a call off Michelle. Um, when you do do the interview and the application, you sort of you state your areas of interest. So, you know, for me that was um, sort of marketing, social media, communications, um, and then Michelle and the team at Careers and Racing. If you, if you get offered a place, you get offered your placement at that point. Um, so I got a call off Michelle, um, and I was lucky enough to get a placement with um, the British Horse Racing Authority Industry People and Development Team. Um, which is actually sort of where where careers and racing is based as well with the the British Horse Racing Authority. So yeah, you 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 get a call and you get to hold. This is a placement we'd like to offer you, um, and then obviously you accept. Um, and then yeah, once once you've once you've accepted, then you're on the course, which starts at the uh, British Racing School in Newmarket. So you mentioned Michelle a lot there. Is yes. she in charge of recruitment? So Michelle is the the program manager. Brilliant. So she's the one who liaises with 
students coming on the course. Yeah. Um, Molly, was your process different to that Ellie described? Um, it was very similar. I was kind of getting flashbacks there from it. I suppose I'm more recent. I only did it last year. So yeah, I remember hopping on a plane in Dublin and flying over to London for the day to go to, yeah, um, to the assessment centre in London kind of met everyone we all introduced ourselves our I suppose aspirations or what we've done in the industry and um, so yeah that was really interesting and then yeah the group work was great we had to make a horse out of marshmallows and spaghetti sticks so yeah it was definitely something I've never done before but yeah the I suppose how we worked in teams was a big mm. was a big indicator on how we would get on and then we had our interviews and then we had more kind of team based assessments and also oh yeah the english and kind of maths kind of test tests they were um they were interesting <laughs> but um no it was well worth it it was a great experience even if i wasn't successful in the application just the experience itself was um was really helpful why were those tests interesting Oh gosh, I speaking for myself anyway, the maths one was quite difficult. I haven't had to do anything like that in a while. So um yeah, I was uh yeah, kind of it brought me back to my school days and um just kind of being like, Oh my gosh <laughs> don't remember any of this but uh yeah, no, it was it was it was good fun. And was it quite daunting moving from Dublin? I su- not really, because I've I've done a lot of travel like I leave spent almost a year in America um, when I was in university so I suppose moving wasn't really an issue and I'm I've always been so keen to travel and kind of I suppose um, force myself into new cultures and learn everything like that so it wasn't too daunting for me but again the support from the careers and racing team was was brilliant so I um, like my transition here was pretty seamless. Ellie previously you mentioned um, having to submit a CV mm-hmm. What do you think people should do to stand out on that CV? What experience is good to have? Um, it's hard to say, really, because, you know, I think like we touched on, people came from such varied backgrounds. Um, so, again, I would just, you know, say making sure you've shown the, the breadth of your experience. Um, you know, I think it's quite good to outline your, your areas of interest and which areas you think are your, are your strengths. Because um, I just think it helps, you know, it helps the team build a bigger picture of, of you and what you're looking to do and you know it helps them if you are successful in getting on the course helps them sort of get you on the placement that they think is really going to be in your line of interest and and sort of will help you you know with your career progression which I suppose is the aim of the course really. And in terms of the development program itself the British Horse Racing Development Program can you break it down in its simplest form what it actually is and who it's good for? Um, yeah, so it's, it starts with a two-week um, course at British Racing School, um, which is an incredible two weeks. It's, it's basically two weeks of lectures and visits, um, and you hear from pretty much every area of the mm. industry, I would say, and you get to do amazing visits, like going out to Dalham Hall and, and up to Tattersall's, and we went racing. So it's really sort of quite an intense whistle-stop tour of the racing industry, Um which is wonderful. I think, you know, like we touched on, people come with such a, a variety of backgrounds. So whereas there might be some people that are already pretty au fait with the breeding side, you know, they might not know about um, handicapping or, or, or race planning, you know, all these areas. So um, so that's really great. And it sort of brings everyone together as a group as well um, and sort of really bond you because you all stay at the racing school at that time. And um, it's a really good fun two weeks. And then after that everyone goes off and does their individual placements um, and you do an eight-week placement so 
um, I went off down to London and I was based with the British Horse Racing Authority down there for eight weeks. Um, and I suppose what you do on your, your placement can be quite varied. So um, when I was in my placement, I, I did a study looking at um, sort of the reasons people exit the industry. So so mine was quite nice. I had this complete project, which I sort of oversaw and then presented back at the end. But, um, you know, I know that other people had had you know different different aims with their their placements so um so yeah that's that's sort of essentially what it is you get this t- intense two weeks which is really really good fun um and then you go off and do your eight-week placement so let's talk about once you've completed that development program what can you go on to do are you guaranteed a job at the end of it for example molly so jobs aren't guaranteed at the end of it and that's clearly stated in the program But again, it's, I suppose, what you make out of your opportunity while you're on your placement. So fortunately enough for myself, I stayed on in the National Stud. I was offered a job um, at the end of my placement here, which I gladly accepted. Um, But a few people from my course have stayed on in their placements. So my friend in Great British Racing, she's been um, given a job permanently there as a marketing executive. Um, But other people did their placement and um, went on to seek other opportunities. So yeah, it's really, I suppose, what you make of it, but it's the connections that you make while in your placement. And then the careers in racing also update their um, job board regularly. And Ellie, what about your experience? Has it been similar to what Molly described there? Yeah, as, as Molly said, you're not guaranteed a job at, at the end of the placement, um, but there are quite a few people from my cohort that did stay on um, with the company they were working for. Um, a few stayed at the, the British Horse Racing Authority in their roles there. And another friend, um, Freya, she she did her placement with the racing manager and she's still there now as their head of customer relations. So, um, you know, I think if, if there is a vacancy and, um, you know, a, a business need at the time of your placement, then it's a great opportunity, um, you know, to, to sort of show your value and, and, you know, people do stay on in their placements. Um, Again, not everyone did. Um, Some people went on to other roles within the racing industry. I actually, um, once I finished my placement, stepped back out of the racing industry. Um, I went and completed another graduate programme at a media agency. So sort of building up my CV in that that media communications area. Um, And then 10 months later, I came back into the industry. Um, I started... A role of um, marketing coordinator at Dali. So I think, like Molly said, it's um, really it's what you make of, of the opportunity and the contacts that you make while you're on the course. Um, you know, I definitely think that stood me in strong stead when I then interviewed at Dali. That I had the the, um, the BHA development program on my CV. You know, I I sort of shown that stepping stone into the industry and then built on on sort of the marketing side of it outside of the industry. So, you know, there's plenty of opportunities when you finish the course. Um, a variety of opportunities you know even if you don't carry on in the racing industry straight away which a lot of people do um you know I definitely think it, it helped me sort of build the career I've got now in the industry. So you mentioned there how you stepped out of the industry you then stepped back into the industry so you had that break to build up those skills uh, in that area and to bulk up your CV yeah. what made you come back into this industry? Um you know I think like I said, I've always had that that interest and that love of horse racing and horses. Um, I think the the development program, you know, gave me a taste of the industry and I fell in love with it really. So, um, although I I did step up to to sort of build my CV up, 
you know, I definitely, having done the course and loved it so much, you know, I, I wanted to then build my career in racing. Um, you know, I think that you spend so much of your life at work that you might as well try and find something you enjoy and something you're passionate about. So, yeah, I would definitely say that, you know, although although I did step out, um, it wasn't going to be a long term thing. I think once once the course had sort of ignited that love of racing um, and shown me, you know, the breadth of careers that I could have in the industry, I was always going to come back at some point. So. You both mentioned networking, connections. How important is that within this industry? Molly? Um, Huge. I can't quantify how important it is because it's such, while it's a big international industry, everyone, you find it's very small, like it's six degrees of separation. Um, Everyone knows, everyone or everyone knows somewhere in each corner of the world. So it's really important to kind of build up your network have a good give yourself a good reputation and then because that opens opportunities everywhere and I mean your your reputation means everything I think in this industry so it's important to kind of keep it to a high standard and yeah make as many connections and networks as you can um, while you're young just to build yourself up really. And how does the development program allow you to make those connections is there like social events how do they help? Yeah, so well, first of all, just even for the two week course, all the lectures that you're um you're exposed to, like they from like handicapping to how racing is funded. There's so many um I suppose highly um commended um lectures that come in. So it's I suppose getting their numbers, their emails, if you have any questions to to ask them, like they're they were all of the lectures were very approachable and knowledgeable in their areas so um that was really good and then I suppose again your cohort like just keeping connection with them um and see how they're doing um that's really important and then I suppose the your placement you go into as well that's another abundance of um networking and connections you make there um so and then there are events so recently um it was the finale of the flash in Newmarket careers and racing um, hosted kind of like um, I suppose a reunion so I was there and I got to meet a few of my friends and then um, also I suppose past pupils from um, various years so that was a great little networking um, opportunity. So we spoke there about connections, networking, having lecturers come in, those events and all of that bits and bobs which sound fantastic but you would need a level of confidence to do that. Uh, and you would need to kind of know yourself to approach those people and to introduce yourself. If you are self-conscious or not as confident, or maybe you don't feel um, that you're as able in a certain area, is there someone to help you? Yeah, um, there is. Um, so we have a, I suppose, a mentor in place through Cruise and Racing through the um, development program. So mine was Michelle and she was available on hand to answer any questions. If I maybe didn't quite understand something that she might help me or she could ask um, the questions luckily um, I didn't uh, uh, suffer with lack of confidence so uh, I well I was okay but um, but I also think the group we have is so close-knit that you actually don't feel like not ashamed to ask questions but it's very it's a very open environment that you can ask questions and again the lecturers are more than happy like there's no such thing as a stupid question with them which was great I suppose the more questions asked the more I suppose conversation based it was rather than asking an individual question so that was I think a highlight of it actually is um that 
act the, I suppose the the access to information was was really good. That sounds really nice because not every environment is like that. Do you think the industry is like that too, as a whole? Yeah, it is. I think the more you look into it, I think the more, especially with the younger generation, everyone wants to help them because I suppose it's all about retaining people in the industry. So a lot of people are more than happy to give up their time to answer any questions or even if you want to go out in a yard for a day and just shadow like a head lad or anything like that. I think once you put out that you are willing to learn and that you want to gain as much experience, people are more than happy to take you on and I suppose take you under their wing and teach you everything. Ellie, would you agree? Yeah, definitely I would. I think, um, you know, I think once you found the area you're interested in, um, I know plenty of people on our course followed up with the lecturers with questions afterwards. just echoing what Molly said actually I think some of the most interesting parts of the lectures were the discussions we had afterwards um, and you know the opportunity to ask questions and yeah I think the industry as a whole I think people are really keen to see you know young people anyone really succeed in it um, so I think once you've found the area you're interested in if you can you know I think we, we touched on sort of mentors within careers and racing but you know I think you can sort of find your own mentors really and and, and sort of ask people if they're happy to mentor you um I think it really helps to have someone to bounce ideas off um you know ask questions I know I know they say there's no such thing as a silly question but you, you need to try and find someone that you've got that relationship with that you can ask those questions so yeah I would definitely say as an industry you know people are people are keen to welcome people into it keen to see them succeed so yeah I would say um yeah it's pretty pretty welcoming and yeah people are keen to help so Ellie, tell me about a time where you faced a challenge whilst doing the British Horse Racing Development Programme. Um, so to be honest, I think I was, you know, I, I, I wouldn't really say I faced any challenges on the course. Um, you know, I really loved it. I, I think perhaps something that could have been challenging for a few people on the course was, um, you know, that the fact that they're, they're moving away from their home or, or wherever they were located at the time. Um, so, you know, there's people coming to London and... Um, placements in Cheltenham etc so you've got to find accommodation for that eight-week placement um, but again the, you know the team at Careers and Racing are really supportive and I think anyone that did have issues they they helped them through that but um, yeah I would say you know I, I didn't really face any particular challenges on the course. Did you Molly? No I was, I was lucky enough I didn't but again the support systems in place were second to none so I mean everyone was just a phone call or an email away and they'd try your best to help you out so um no luckily there was no challenges faced so molly we spoke about networking and connections how helpful can people be um i suppose the best thing about this industry is how helpful everyone is and how everyone wants you to succeed especially with young people and i suppose retaining them in our industry because without the staff we won't have an industry so all trainers um are very welcoming to people to come into their yards and shadow head grooms or um, just see how yards are run on a day-to-day basis or even in stud farms they just want I suppose involvement and if you show eagerness to learn they'll take you under their wing any day. Ellie what's the best part of the development program? Um, I would say it's hard to pick one part really I think the things that really stood out for me, one is the people that I met on the course. Um, some of my closest friends now are people that I did the course with. Um, you know, I used to live with one of them when I first came to Newmarket. Um, 
so yeah, I would definitely say the people that you meet. I think it's a unique thing really to um, to to be in the company of so many people that share an interest of yours. Um, you know, regardless of the background they've come from, they're all going to be interested in racing. So, um, you know, to be in that environment is is great, and it's a great foundation for friendship. And um, yeah, I would say that's definitely one of the one of the highlights for me. Um, and I would just say sort of the the breadth and the variety on the course. I think you know some of the visits that we got to go on um, were incredible. I remember going round Dalham Hall Stud, um, which you know is an incredible place to visit. Um, wouldn't ever imagine a year later I'd, I'd be working there, you know. So I think it's um, it just sort of ignites that interest in you. It ignites that wonder and and sort of you know shows you the variety of careers available. So um, you know I definitely don't think I would be here, you know, in the job I'm in now had I not done the course and seen you know seen them got a taste for the for the jobs available in racing. Anything to add, Molly? I agree. I mean, the the visits we did during the two weeks, I mean, we got to go to Sir Mark Prescott's. Um, we got to see Alpinista uh, work up Warren Hill. I mean, and then, I mean, we all backed her um, anti-post to win the arc and that, that turned out really well. So, um, no, it was just, it was great. Like to pick such a prolific trainer's brain for the, for the morning was second to none. It was such a great opportunity. But yeah, I mean, they were all really well taught through all of our lectures and the yard visits it really summed up the whole industry in two weeks it was yeah it was brilliant and to end this episode I'd like to hear from both of you one favorite thing I know it's going to be hard to choose one one favorite thing about working in this industry Molly you can go first I suppose the family you grow in this industry um people that you probably wouldn't know on a regular basis but it's the interest and it's the love of the industry that brings you together and I think they're the friendships that you'll have for the rest of your life. Ellie your turn. I think I would agree with Molly you know I think it's like I touched on before I think everyone in the industry you've got a common interest you know so there's always going to be common ground between you so and it and it's a very close-knit industry you know you're, mm. you're going to bump into the same people um, around the sales or racing so you really do feel like you're part of sort of the family of racing I suppose to steal your word um, so yeah I would say that's definitely a highlight of it and and you know I think at the end of the day for me I I just you know love the racehorses I love racing um, you know I love all the stories behind it so um, so yeah. Ellie and Molly thank you so much for your time today and best of luck for your future careers. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening or watching the Race to Your Career podcast brought to you by the British Horse Racing Authority. Make sure you head down to the description where there's plenty more information and helpful links. And don't forget to listen or watch the rest of season one.